0: Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. In the words of Paul to the Ephesians that we continue reading, let us kneel before the Father, to be strengthened with power, that Christ may dwell in our heart with faith, that we may comprehend what is the breadth and length and height and depth, that we may be filled with the fullness of God. Aren't these beautiful words? In the midst of a fallen world, in the midst of any situation that's happening in our life, the wonderful ones and the dramatic ones and the tragic ones, Let us kneel before the Father and dwell in him, that his power may work through us. Today, in the reading, we are reminded that to live in the love of Christ, surpassing all the knowledge of the world, gives us a fullness that allows a power to work in us and through us. There is a world, especially for the young right now, that has so many difficulties. They are having a hard time staying home, staying separate, and finding the direction for their youthful enthusiasm. Today, we are celebrating the memory of John Paul II, and he was specially endearing to the youth. I remember seeing him in Spain when I was a little girl, My mom took me and my young siblings on a train to Valencia and we stood in a crowd, watched him, we heard him. My heart pounded with joy. His words were so alive, they were on fire with the love of Jesus. And in today's gospel, Jesus is saying how I wish the world would be set on fire. John Paul II had these words for the young that made your heart come alive. He said things like our task is to deepen our knowledge of Jesus so that we can walk and invite others on the path, and that the seeds that are planted in our heart, in our baptism, have to be fed. The young, he said, are enticed by a concept of human freedom that is really slavery, by a relativism that robs them of the truth, and a materialism and pragmatism that robs them of their very souls. The seeds, of holiness, are theirs by baptism, and we as a society must help them testify to become witnesses who are able to testify to the hope that is within them so they can play the role that was assigned to them. Many temptations may be overcome to grow in the love and knowledge of God, and they can be confident that if the good news of salvation is faithfully proclaimed, it will achieve the end for which he sent it. This was part of the Magnificat, and it is printed with permission from the Vatican Library. Gives It gives us a, a sense of some of the evils of the world. How can we see the love of God through the misty eyes of a fallen world? How can we see the sunship, the beautiful sun shining brightly through the clouds of our own darkened minds and hearts when all of these Pragmatic, materialistic, humanistic, hedonistic forces are at work clouding what we see, what we say, what we hear, what we sing. Let us dive deeper into the readings for today. Psalm 33 on verse 5 says that the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. It invites us to look at the good, and yet we can look around us and see that a lot of things are not good. We remember that God, as He created the world, said after each day of creation, the representation of each stage of creation, that God looked and saw that what He had made was good. And when He arrives at man and woman, He says they are very good. We can ex- exult in knowing that what God creates is good. And yet, as we look around, there are so many things that are fallen, that are derelict, that are evil, that we have to attune our eyes to be able to see past the clouds into the goodness of the Lord, to be able to find the seeds of goodness in the midst of the things that are not, to be able to see how what's happening in our own lives is for our own good, for our own benefit. And some of the things are very hard to really understand. It is only the holy ones that are able to turn even the most tragic things into things that will bear good fruit. The psalm tells us to exalt the Lord and to give thanks to the Lord and to sing and to find that His works are trustworthy and to find that the plan of the Lord stands forever, that His design and His promise of salvation will work forever and ever that the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear him, that the earth is truly full of the goodness of the Lord. That is why it's very important to start every day giving thanks for the things that we've been given. Even before we put our tippy toes on the floor, I used to tell my kids when I would wake them up in the morning, find two or three things that you want to be grateful for to connect you with God. And then before we go to sleep, before we close our eyes to make sure that we also end the day with thanksgiving. This builds our ability to see, to focus on what is good, to allow our brain, which is this old ancient structure that is always looking to keep us safe for flight and fight, to look for things that are not right so that it can set straight whatever is not right. We can then begin to practice with gratitude how to align ourselves with a divine perspective. And yet the words of Jesus today are so frightening. Let's dive into the gospel. One of my favorite authors, one of my favorite people is Bishop Barron. When I went to see Pope Francis to Philadelphia, when he came to the States, it was my chance to take my kids to see the Pope. And... How wonderful that those two thoughts came today because Bishop Barron named his ministry Ward on Fire based on the reading today from Luke 12 49 through 53. I remember seeing him in the crowd passing by, and I ran to him just to kiss his hand and say, Bishop Barron, what an amazing feeling uh, to see him. And he was just being named, actually, um, he was moving to LA where he has been. He has been so helpful through the pandemic. We've been able, through the lockdown, to be able to hear his masses and his preaching has been so inspiring. And it's nice to know that this is the reading that inspired the name of a ministry that has been wonderful. If you want to find somebody that is so learned and so humble and so real and so much of today's world that puts everything in the gospel in perspective, find his website. He is truly inspiring. For the reading of today, I remember reading that to understand the words that Jesus gives us in this reading, where he's saying how I wish that the world were already blazing, that it were on fire, and then following that, talking about division even within a family, we have to understand that the nature of God is not one of revenge, but that the nature of God is always love. It is, again, as we look through our own eyes that are fallen, as we look through the clouds in the sky to the wonderful sun that is beyond it, that we may not be able to see it, and that these words are how God's love will appear to those that are not able to look in an unblemished way through a world that is not fallen. So his words appear both scary because they speak about division, And if we look just at the word fire, I always look for a way to find encouragement in them. And he comes to the earth also to open the path for the Holy Spirit that would come when he leaves. So in this division, there's also a division that happens in my own heart, in my own soul, when I have to leave behind the things that are material, the things that are fallen, the things that are broken, the things inside of me that I need to grow beyond or grow out of. And there's then a division inside of me that this fire purifies. And I think in this moment in time, we're going through a purification that the COVID-19 lockdowns and all the difficulties that they're posing are causing us to feel uh, divided. And that in this division, we have to find a way to reunite ourselves and reignite within ourselves this love of God that is at the core. One of the things that I love about Bishop Barron is that he always talks about logic and philosophy and history and context and one of the things that i love is that he talks often about saint augustine and saint thomas aquinas and he gives examples to look at the readings through their eyes in today's reading we know that jesus is inviting us also to have our hearts in the fire of his love and i love that image that he wants to ignite within us that love that can jump to eternity and that can make the word uh, reign in the earth, that it may create warmth for the earth. Those are also images and words that have meant something important to me. So let us go to the throne. Father, help us, help us to come alive in your word. Help us to kneel before you. Help us to feel the goodness that you are, the love that you are in the midst of all the difficulties that are around us. Help us to comprehend what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, the fullness of your love, the fullness of your Son, Jesus Christ, who walks with us, who still lives with us, who is in our midst and of your Holy Spirit, that it may turn us on fire for love, of you and of our neighbor. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.